When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another expert is uh, Theodropoulos, who's from Channel 7. He's going to talk to us all about, well, the footy news at the moment, but South Australian footy in particular, because there's a bit happening across the border over there. But first of all, Theo, welcome to Sports Day. What would you change in AFL if you had a magic wand? Anything at all? Oh, g'day, guys. Gee, unbelievable question to start with. Um, I would scrap the interchange cap, and I would get it to four. I would say you can do whatever you like. Play the game with your four blokes, but if one goes down, bad luck. Three v four. What do you think of that, Coons? I don't mind that. I don't. I think the players would be cooked, but I mean that's what we had before. Yeah, I would go the opposite. I would cap it at say well, forty. I'm happy for four to stay on the bench and get it back to old school footy, where if you're on the bench, you sit there for a whole game. <laughs> uh, Theo, um, let's get into South Australian footy issues because you are the resident expert across the border here. In fact, when do you move to Melbourne? Are you in Melbourne now, or are you still in Adelaide? Nah, still in Adelaide. Yeah, we've got uh, first day at work at 7. Melbourne is on Boxing Day, so Christmas Day, two days in a row, which is brilliant to go to the cricket. You're not going to be asked to go out and field on Boxing Day, are you? Oh, well, history says uh, <laughs> someone will be out shortly after being dropped. I think that's what's <laughs> um, a bit happening at Port Adelaide, off the field. Can you tell us about it? Well, yeah, you want to start with the board issues yeah. there, I guess. You've got um, a couple of heavyweights of the club, really, and that's Port Adelaide's Premiership captain Warren Treadray and one of the club all-time greats in Bruce Abernathy who played for years at Collingwood and North Melbourne as well. Played seven premierships, won seven premierships for for the Maggies uh, during a, a glorious era at that football club. So basically there's a, a board vacancy, a member-elected board vacancy, which is a three-year term. That term is currently up and, and two of the biggest names at that football club are both vying for that seat. Now, it's not as controversial as it sounds. It's basically one guy, Bruce, who was involved heavily in the move to get footy in South Australia to the Adelaide Oval and Coons. I'm sure you had a taste of that in your playing days. There has not yep. been a move in this city that has changed the complexion greater than putting football at the Adelaide Oval. It saved the Crows financially. Back in the day, they were sort of going a uh, million-dollar deficit per year back in that sort of early 2000s to sort of 2008-9, Port Adelaide struggling as well. It completely transformed the city and the landscape. So Bruce Abernathy heavily involved in that. And um, Warren Treadray, Premiership captain, both just a couple of guys that want to give back to their footy club, although they've probably been vocal about it in, in a couple of different ways, haven't they? Yeah, well, they certainly have. And Bruce Abernathy, is he a Hinkley supporter? Because we have heard um, various um, snippets in the past of, of Warren Treadray being quite critical of Ken Hinkley. Where does that all sit with those two? Well, I guess that's the thing, isn't it, Coons? I mean, Abba's not the kind of guy who would walk into a club, and primarily I don't think anyone would walk into a football club when you're new to the board and suggest you remove the coach because then you're at odds with the other people on the board who didn't want to remove the coach, you're then at odds with the football department, you're at odds with the CEO. So it's a pretty unpopular move. But of course, Tread has copped a bit of flack when after the early stages of the year last year, he said it was untenable, Ken's position. They then go on to win 13 in a row. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't read about it, would you? It's just what an unbelievable turnaround. 
But I know, I mean, if you're a member and you're displeased with how the way Port Adelaide's exited in the final series the last couple of years, the prelims are fresh in the memory, then maybe you do want to shake it up. But I mean, if you look at some of the members who are pretty content and they're happy, you've got one guy who wants the coach or at some point wanted the coach gone and another guy who wants to go in there and just get his hands dirty and understand how he can better help the club. Well, they've got a decision to make. But yeah, Treadray's certainly been pretty vocal at some point. He did then come around and say, look, I've, I've got it wrong, got a bit of egg on my face. And Powell went on to have a, you know, an ordinary finals run, but a pretty reasonable series, uh, a final season, rather. So, yeah, there's a bit going on between not just those two gentlemen, but that football club in general. We did a list, or I didn't do a list. Coons did a list last night, the top five most polarising sports people in Australia. And he had Jason Ackermanis and and um, and Bernard Tomic was there. Was yeah. There. Uh, do you think Warren Treadray would be in the top five most polarising South Australian sports people? No, I don't think so. No, I think um, a good friend of your show, really, I think the great Kane Corns would be up there. I think he yeah. would have a crack. <laughs> um, yeah. one, on number the one, then Daylight. I, yeah, I think if he wasn't on the list, then the list might be invalid. But, <laughs> but he has a go, doesn't he? But he, he gets his ducks in a row, what Kane does. He doesn't miss, and he, he arms himself with a bit of information. But no, I don't think Treadray's as polarizing to you. It'd take me a while to get to the other top five. He might maybe fifth. He might. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe. okay, so, so Theo, um, what about Ken Hinckley? Because one of the things I've never understood not being in the Adelaide footy fish bowl, I mean the Melbourne footy fish bowl, is why Ken has never quite won over the Port fans. Um, can you explain it for us? Can you give us an insight? Well, very simply, they got a premiership? No. Mm. Simple as that? Simple as that. He's been there for, I think it's 10 years, 2013, his first year. Ollie Wines arrived at the club. Oh, we're going back a bit. They had Darren Burgess there as well. They played in a prelim, I think it was the 2014 year. They then went through just a series of indifferent seasons. They have a couple of home prelims here. They get blown off the park by the Bulldogs. They lose a close one to Richmond, and then they barely fire a shot. I think the, the reason he is one of the more polarising figures is there's nothing to show from a premiership point of view in a decade's worth of work. There are a couple of near misses. The players love him. So there's a lot to be said for that. And Coons, you know as well as anyone, when you've got a coach that the players love and they want to play for, you're in a much better position than if it was the other way around and you think you might be half a chance of success. So that's basically the main reason is that other coaches, they go three or four years. You know, Adelaide has barely had... Matthew Nix will actually become, if my numbers are correct, the first coach to coach for a, a two full seasons, not make the finals and then coach the next year. Mm. Even Blighty didn't last for too long. You know, Don Pike only had two years after the grand final. Um, so Matthew Nix, the pressure will be on him. But put simply, there's no premiership at Port Adelaide and, and that's what the fans are a little frustrated about. Well, and, uh, and we see now that Port Adelaide has formally applied to enter a reserve side in the VFL. What would be the reasons behind that? And what is where does it leave the, the SANFL? Well, it leaves the SANFL with the eight teams. So Adelaide will follow suit. Port Adelaide will look to go in 2025. I think they were contracted to play on a 15-year deal. Um, but, of course, they've applied to leave. The sample says it's not quite aware of the goings-on, but I'm imagining behind closed doors that's been made pretty clear. And to be fair, this, this story's been dragging on for a decade. Again, when I first started in 2013 here, that was the talk of the town then, that a few clubs were looking to exit and start a reserves competition. But the major reason is development of players and to keep up to speed with every other club that has a VFL affiliate or playing against 
uh, AFL-listed players, whereas Port Adelaide and the Crows, they don't tend to get that as much. And look, if I was having a, a quid each way, I, I would say as a as a guess and an opinion, I wouldn't be surprised if the sample wasn't too displeased because out the, outside of the Maggies when they're going well, Adelaide doesn't have an enormous sample fan base. They're not a massive club. They don't generate a, a whole lot of revenue. So while there might be a few little rumblings about how it plays out, I think 2025, back to traditionally the traditional eight teams and, and then away we go. So the diehards will will enjoy it and they'll still get along to, you're to saying watch the nothings. Teams you're, and, you're saying the nothings. No, no, no. The diehards. And yep. it's got a great tradition, the SNFL. It's a wonderful competition. So uh, hopefully they're happy once uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide go. So have you been out to watch much pre-season training? How have you, you been watching the Crows? How have they been going? Uh, yeah, I've had, a, had my eye on a few of them. It's it's funny reporting on pre-season training. It's, I mean, you either report what's happening and people are unhappy or you don't say anything and people are still unhappy. So they're basically training. Athletes train in summaries. The feedback I'm getting on Twitter is that it's not worth reporting on. But no, they've looked pretty good. Dan Curtin's a pretty imposing figure, the young guy at uh, Adelaide. And we had a good look at Asava Radigalia today. You guys would have seen a lot of him yeah. over that side. He is, uh, yeah, quite a striking human being, even... Willem Drew spoke today and he said, I did not understand until I stood next to him exactly how big and athletic that guy is. So, you know, this time of year, guys, there's a lot to like, isn't there? But there's a fair bit of water to go under the bridge. But from uh, a supporter's point of view for Port and Crows, the good news is fit and healthy this time of year. And that's all you can ask for. And Willem Drew will join us a little bit later on after that four-year contract extension. He's locked in at Port until the end of 2028. Last, from, last one from me, Theo. What are you looking forward to most about living in Melbourne next year? Uh, um, wow. Um, the golf courses, if I can get to them, yeah. that would be quite nice, <laughs> having a look around. I'll tell you what I am looking forward to. Just walking into some of these fabled places that, you know, as a reporter over there, Tom, you might take for granted as just your everyday work day. Walking into the Collingwood home ground, walking yeah. into sort of Icon Park and, you know, getting a look at Windy Hill, just really getting your teeth stuck into the places where uh, where footy started, I think it's going to be brilliant, mate. That and a few uh, a few old stomping grounds that we used to have a crack back in 2010. <laughs> I reckon I might uh, might see if they've got the plaque up on the wall. <laughs> 2010 pre iPhone days for a reason, I reckon for most people. <laughs> now, nah, great to chat, Theo. Uh, love your work. Looking forward to seeing your st- your stuff on Channel Seven in Melbourne as well. And uh, and we'll see you when you catch up in we'll, we'll catch up when uh, when you're in Victoria later on in the year and early next year. All the best, fellas. Thanks for having me.